Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, Masters in Exercise Science and Minor in Reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. For the last three weeks, we've taken kind of a lighthearted, non-scientific look into the personality types. So if you've ever wondered why one of your friends seems to be really grouchy and take charge and another friend is really laid back, um, if you if you want to know more about their personality types and your personality type, and especially how it affects your exercise and fitness, give the last three podcasts a listen. And I say three because standalone, they don't make a lot of sense by themselves. Well, today... I was trying to think of a good topic for a podcast because usually I've got several that I've got written down and today I was just completely dry. I couldn't think of anything. And so I did what anybody should do when they're at a loss. I went out and I Googled. Um, I Googled fitness concerns. And the first thing that popped up was a page from the University of Michigan. And it said that in their students, the number one uh, concern was stress and 29% of their students were concerned about stress and 22 were concerned about anxiety well I kind of lump all those together which makes that over 50% of their students were their biggest concern was their stress level now I know that a lot of us have been stressed over the past year and and we're constantly being stressed by our jobs by our family situations stress is something that happens every day and for the most part stress is a good thing However, if it's carried on too long, if it becomes chronic stress, it's no longer a good thing. American College of Sports Medicine estimated that 75 to 90 percent of all primary care visits are for some type of stress-related issue. Well, let's talk about what stress is. Your five senses are constantly taking in data from the world around you. You've got sights, you've got smells, you've got sounds. And there's so much of it, it would be absolutely overwhelming. So in your brain, there are different things that go through and they filter it and say, okay, that's just not important. That's not important. And then you see one that goes, hey, that's important. Now, a lot of the important is not something that's dangerous. It's just something that's important, something you need to pay attention to. But there's one part of your brain called the amygdala, and its job is to go through and see if anything that's going on around you could be a threat. So it's getting the input, and it's, you know, kid on bicycle, uh, bird flying over, a ravenous wolf coming towards you. All of a sudden it says, hey, ravenous wolf, there is a problem. So it automatically, and when I say automatically, usually this stuff happens before you even know it happens. Because there's times like you jumped out of the way of something that was going to hit you, and you go, wow, that was pretty lucky that I, I moved. Your brain had already taken care of all of this so quickly that you didn't even realize it was happening until after it had happened. But the amygdala, it tells the hypothalamus, and the hypothalamus says, tells the entire body instantly, go on high alert. And when it does that, there's a whole bunch of uh, physiological changes happen in your body. And some of them happen almost instantly. Some of them are just a little slower. But what happens? Your heart rate goes up. Your blood pressure goes up. Not only your breathing goes up, but your lungs become more efficient. All the small breathing passages start to dilate so you can take in more oxygen. Your digestive system just completely shuts down or almost completely shuts down because you're probably going to need to either fight with whatever it is that's a, a problem or run away from whatever it is that's a problem. You're going to need a lot more energy to your muscles. So your body dumps a lot of fat and a lot of glucose out into your bloodstream your muscles tense up to get ready to do what they need to do. 
the blood flow to your skeletal muscle and your brain is dramatically increased. The blood flow to about everything else in your body is dramatically decreased. You increase your ability to clot the blood in case you do get in a fight with something so that you don't bleed to death. You get an increase in your alertness. Your sh senses get sharpened. And your immune system decreases because, you know, it doesn't matter if you're going to fight off that uh, cold virus if you can't fight off the ravenous wolf. And in nature, it, this happens extremely fast, but whatever the threat is, is usually over very quickly. If it was a ravenous wolf, it either passes you by, you outrun it, you are in some way able to defeat it, whatever. But the, the outcome is decided in just a few minutes, seconds or minutes. And then if that happens, your body goes back to it. It, it kind of pumps the brakes on all this stuff. You've used up all the stuff that was dumped into your bloodstream. And after a few minutes, it, it calms down. And we've all had that happen. You know, you almost have an accident and you stop, you're shaking and everything. But in just a few minutes, everything calms back down and you return to normal. But what if, for some reason, the stress doesn't go away? What if the, the thing that's causing you to have these reactions stays there? Because, like, if it's a ravenous wolf, it's over with in a few seconds. If it's a ravenous boss that you just can't get along with, I mean, you can't attack it. Well, you probably shouldn't, and you can't really run away from it. So you've got a, a longer-term stress situation. When that happens, your body kicks in the HPA axis, which is the hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenal, and they start producing long-term hormones that cause all of the aforementioned physiological changes to stay in place. So your blood pressure is going to stay up. Your glucose level is going to stay up. You've got elevated fat levels. You've got digestive problems. You've got muscle tension You've got greater chances of blood clotting. Um, you've got decreased immunity. So all of these things will happen from an increased chronic stress. And with all of those things going on, you can see how that would cause you a considerably greater chance of needing to go see your primary care physician. If you've got a decreased immune system and you've got increased blood clotting and you've got increased uh, blood lipids. So what can you do about it? One thing that helps is an increase in serotonin levels. Serotonin is kind of a uh, slow everything down and, and level everything out thing. A quick thing about serotonin is it seems that males, for some reason, produce about twice as much serotonin as females. Another thing is that lack of serotonin will cause you to crave sugar. So whenever you get stressed, that desire to reach for a bowl of ice cream is very real. It's a physiological response. But you know what else will help you to produce some serotonin? You guessed it, a good dose of exercise. When you exercise, first you increase your serotonin levels, which backs down some of the negative physiological effects. And you can burn up the fat and glucose, or at least burn up some of the fat and glucose that has been dumped out into your system. You can use the muscles, which relaxes the muscle tension. And you can basically just hit the reset button on the whole stress situation. Now, when you do this, it appears that about 10 to 20 minutes of light to moderate exercise is key here. Um, it, it seems that 
if you do really super heavy exercise, sometimes that will even increase the stress response for a short period of time. But if you will do about 10 to 20 minutes of, you know, a, a good brisk walk or something like that really will help to reset your stress level back to a more normal amount. Another benefit that's been reported from exercise is it really helps you take your mind off of whatever stressful situation you are experiencing. Now, if it's chronic stress, there is the problem of the fact that it's it may come back. Just because you went for a walk around the parking lot for a few minutes doesn't mean the boss retired. But the good news is you can exercise as needed for stress. You know, the kids get on your nerves, take the dog for a walk. You're stuck and you're approaching the deadline for a big project. Go for a go for a walk, go for a jog, practice a little bit of yoga, some Tai Chi, something to not only get your heart rate up just a little bit and use up some of the sugars and fats and things that are dumped into your bloodstream because of the stress, but you can also produce some extra serotonin to help calm you back down and get you more focused on what you need to do. And other good news, all of the side effects of exercise seem to be positive. So it's not like you have to worry about when you listen to one of these commercials on TV and they tell all the negative side effects it can do. You know, with exercise, they're all positive side effects and chances are you're not going to overdose on exercise. So I hope this will help you relax a little bit and make your fitness journey just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.